Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Jack blocks it. Oh, and again, but will it fall here for Celtic? It will! It's Kyogo! Kyogo! Another late strike from Celtic to save the day! Now Moy. Taylor's in a good position. He's got men in the middle to aim for. One of them's Maeda! There's Kyogo! There's the separation! Once again, it's Celtics, well number eight from Japan, who has his say. McGregor, Moy, Hitate beyond him, it's Hitate across, Kyogo again. A double-double in the final for Kyogo. Hello and welcome to another episode of Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the evening of Wednesday the 5th of April and this week's episode we are going to discuss the Ross County victory at the weekend and we will look ahead to this weekend's massive Glasgow derby at Celtic Park as Celtic look to all but certainly put final nail in the coffin of any potential title challenge. Uh, but we'll start with Ross County. Andy, it wasn't the most pretty game. It was, it was pretty similar to... Uh, if you think about the games we spoke about previously against Ross County, where even this season we had a couple of late goals uh, with Moritz Jens and Abada, and last season we had a game where we took the lead and then Jota scored an injury time to make it 2-0, and like the latter one of the examples, that's what it turned out on Sunday. It was uh, 2-0 to Celtic. It was pretty pretty standard first half, not too much happened, and then on the stroke of half-time, Celtic were awarded a clear-cut penalty in my opinion. I know there was a lot of talk after it, but Jota dispatched the penalty and then Celtic continued the pressure in the second half and I think Ross County maybe a couple of half chances, but nothing major uh, before Alejandro Bernabe got his first Celtic goal and sealed the victory late on. What was your thoughts on that, Andy? Aye, we'd, obviously was, we spoke about the game before and I think it wasn't, didn't it? Come as a surprise that it was a bit sort of stuffy and they made it hard for us. Um, Clear cut chances were fairly hard to come by. I, I don't think it really came as a shock. Um, so I mean, if they was expecting us to go up there and battle them, it's they've made it difficult the last few times we've had to go up to Dingwall. Um, even though we've came away with the victories, it's it's been a difficult game. So that wasn't a huge surprise. Um, but the, I mean, the penalty itself, it's for me, it doesn't even come down to whether or not. I think it should be a penalty. It's more so that that's the current interpretation of the rules. So for me, it would have, it would have been even worse if they turn around and say and then didn't get a penalty for that situation because we've seen umpteen times this season when that's happened or similar similar to that has happened, it's been given. So that that's really what it should come down to. Um, and until such times as either the rules are made clearer or they've changed or whatever the fuck it may be that that's the rules um so they should be interpreted that way um sort of what people believe it should be doesn't really come into it um it really only comes down to the rules themselves and if that's the way they're interpreting it then listen there's fucking go 
yeah, it's no surprising you're seeing penalties for stuff like that constantly. So, um, I and then obviously you all sticks it away. Um, which I was happy with. I was actually, to be fair, I was a bit surprised that he took it. I know he's hit one or two already this season, but I don't know who I expected to take it. Maybe maybe McGregor or something, but I just I didn't expect him to hit it. Um, but I it was it was weird as well because obviously McGregor was a bit further forward than what I was sort of put in and, and played the full ninety. But again, I thought he had a, a tidy enough performance. I think that's his first start. If I'm no mistaken, I would need to double check, but I'm fairly certain that's his first start. So good to get him in the pitch and get a game time. Um, and then I late on the goal for Bernard Beza, fucking fantastic strike. Um, hopefully it was just a sort of. I've, I've actually not even read or heard anything about whether no Taylor was. I th- it looked just like an impact injury, to be honest. So I wasn't too concerned. But I, I thought Bernard Beza, weird one. It seems people either rate him or people fucking detest him. It's a bit bizarre, but I, I like him. I think there is a player there. Um, he's still young. He's only 22 year old or something. Obviously came out of Argentina. Getting to know the system, getting to know the team. And obviously when Taylor's in there, sort of, we've all seen how good he is and how key he is to how we play Um, in terms of coming inverted. It's, it's always going to be difficult for Burnaby, but Listen, I think he's he's came up big, big at times this season. Um, one of the ones that come to mind is that when he put the ball across um, in Perth, when it was one each, um, I thought a lot of that came for him, and then he get he gets that goal. I, I do think there is the makings of a player there, so hopefully there's more of that to come. Um, but in the same notion, I, I do hope that Taylor it was just impact and he's back for the game um, come the weekend. But I I thought. It was it was a good performance. It was always going to be difficult. Um, I I think for the the way they they treated the game, um, we, we done reasonably well. Obviously, we were we were missing a few players as well. Um, in terms of Moy and Hitati, um, obviously everything that's going on with Abada, but Abada still provides a goal for it. Um, whether he starts it off the bench, so we were missing a couple of players, which was obviously made things a wee bit more difficult. And then you get a knock to detail on things as I mentioned but uh, good performance the most important thing Dan is, is three points it's at that stage of the season you just want to keep ticking out you didn't want to give them any any hint or any sort of hope ahead of the game you wanted to keep the, the gap as, as big as it is um, and, and I just, just sort of keep rolling Absolutely we mentioned it last week the worst thing that could have happened would have been to go there and drop any points and give them any sort of hope or giving them that glimmer of uh, thinking that they could get back into this title race but it could have easily happened obviously coming back for the international break we're missing a few key players as well like Sergio Hitati Aaron Moy still missed uh, the weekend it was really important that we did get that victory as you say and it's not classic I think in a few weeks time uh, people have probably got to struggle to recall much of what happened that day but Again, like last season when we went there late in uh, the season, it was just all about getting the points, and it was, it, was a, it got a bit edgy towards the end. I know there was a bit of panic in our group chat just because we weren't as fluent as we have been. But as I say, I missed a few key players, and I think just generally when you're carrying that sort of one goal lead towards the latter stage of the season, that you will start to get just a wee bit panicky and thinking that you're only one mistake or one bit of magic away from. Being 
uh, brought back level and actually wouldn't have left much time to respond. But we we did keep going. We keep playing our game as we always do, and get a great finish with Burnley. But as you say, still young, not had much chance to uh, get game time this year because of uh, Greg Taylor and how well he's played. And I think Ange mentioned it. It was a bit of a dead leg, and all. Uh, we're all hoping that means that he will be fit for Saturday, but that remains to be seen. Uh, obviously, as we record on Wednesday, Ange has now done his press conference. That's scheduled for Friday. I'm sure we'll get a bit of a further update then. But I all about getting the three points. Uh, I'll come on to the penalty and I'm, and I'm in it because I think it's after it. It's just been ridiculous. But uh, Danny, I'll bring you in. What did you make a Sunday? And as Andy said, Tomoki Awata came in for his first start. How did you think he performed? I thought Awata played really well. I was really impressed with him. I thought he kept it neat and tidy. He was everywhere. Um, the first half, the first 60 minutes, it was really good. Tailed off a wee bit at the end as he tired, but it was his first start. And, um, I think he's a brilliant player. It's a fair bit I've seen him. And I thought he played really well in the cup final when he came on as a sub as well. So it was good to see him get a start. And I was really happy with his performance. thought we played quite well. I, I know a lot of folk are kind of saying it was a wee bit kind of drab and, you know, we we won the our best, but, you know, I remember last year going up there on the Sunday and winning 2 nothing and what that meant for winning the league and how you would take it and then just as you go into, it was important for us just to win because for some bizarre reason, um, we're playing against, we're playing after Rangers every single week, so just staying that nine points clearing is enough until we can extend the lead ourselves on Saturday, but just to get the win was really good. I thought it was a stonewall penalty. I mean, the guy honnels the ball. It's, it's his textbook as it comes, and it just shows you that it just shows you the the the, the narrative that folk want to portray in Scotland. Because when it happens to us, and we've seen some of the worst penalty decisions go against us this year, and when it happens to us, it's all oh, you know, it's the rules, and that's the rules, and the refs got. And then when it happens for us, it's all oh, we need to change the rules. We need to change the rules. It's a fucking joke. Um, it was a stonewall penalty. The guy tries to go up for the ball. He knows he's not getting it, and it hits him on the arm. There's, there's no doubt about it. And then the second goal was a great strike for Burnaby, who I was delighted for him because I'm a big fan of him. I think he's a he's a good player. He's got plenty of dig, and he he does have it a hundred miles an hour. And I think he's probably too quick for himself sometimes. But no, I, I was happy when he pinged that one in the corner. I was delighted for him and. Um, it just it keeps that nine point cushion. Uh, we know that we're you know still in charge because God forbid we'd have dropped points on Sunday and people would have started panicking towards you know Saturday. So just keeping that nine point nine point gap was enough for me though. Yep, definitely. As you say, maintaining that is just it was so vital. Tony, what did you make it? Then would he stand out for you? I, th- I thought it was a difficult game. I thought the first half was pretty poor. Um, but even saying that, um, I thought we could have scored six on the day. Taylor smacked the post. I think Jota hit the bar. Kyogo had won where I played him in. He should just have hit it in his right. He kind of tried to twist on his left. Um, there was one I think O went through. He played really well. He beat the young guy and then missed. And then there was one, I think he hit the keeper twice for like six yards out. So there's probably five really good opportunities that that we passed up. So, um, no, as much as 
we were not kind of free-flowing best, and some of the passing at times, I thought Matt O'Reilly was miles off it, and I really, really, really like Matt O'Reilly, but I don't think he can start on Saturday, even if Hitati is still out. I think you'll need to try and, try and change it, because you don't want the game to just pass him by. I'm assuming he's just loaned confidence. That's the only kind of reasoning for that performance. Um, I don't think who else. I'm, I was sad to see Taylor Gaffey always off. I think that's what kind of fucked us the last league game against Rangers. When Taylor went off at Ibrox, it really kind of ruined our flow. And then <laughs> Juranovic came on and gave probably one of the worst performances in a derby you'll ever see. So, um, Bernabe's a weird one. I think I prefer him as a winger than a, a defender at times. I don't think his defending's great, but going forward, he's been quite effective this season. He obviously scored that late goal on Sunday and then I think it was having to set up Jack and Marcus against St. Johnson when we scored I think in the 96 minute to one so he's played his part if I send a bit of, <laughs> out of breath I'm not on the treadmill I know I got a bit of stick for that on a gossip column for going on a treadmill but I'm actually I'm just doing walking so no treadmill um, no I think he's contributed I just I think you want your best players playing for me you need to tie your boy back and you need Greg Taylor back. And then I think the rest of the team picks itself. I don't imagine any change up front. As much as I think O's been great, I'm a massive fan of him. I think um, he's getting better every time he comes on. He just needs a few more goals, but they seem to be coming. Obviously, get the winner against Hibs. I think he scored one and might have been a cup game at home as well. So um, I think he'll be crucial off the bench. Same with Awa, I thought he was tidy, but again, I think he'll, he'll play his part off the bench. But for Sunday, as Danny said there, he didn't want to offer them anything. And Michael Beale's been with them since what, the start of December, and we've offered them absolutely nothing. He's won every game, apart from the one he played against us, and he's found himself further behind. So I think if you can get the result on Saturday, that might might do that squad, their squad, a bit of damage because they're only one bad result away for the whole whole of the support demanding them they're losers. They're Hall of Famers one week and then they're losers the next. So if we get the job done, they'll be out the Hall of Fame and back into losers' gate. Andy, just before we move on for us, County, I'll speak about the penalty. I think a bit like what the boys have said, I think it's as clear a penalty as you'll see. I think the boy jumps and uh, fair enough, he's got to jump his arms up. But as mentioned, uh, like the ones that have been given against us, we even mentioned it previously, the one Matt O'Reilly conceded against Ross County at Celtic Park and Burnaby against Dundee United when he's facing the other way. Uh, it was it was a storm all, Andy, and what have you made of the reaction to it? I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Um, never does, like you say, it's, it happens to everybody else. It's, it's not, I mean, it, the minute it happens to us, it's a different story. Um, it's, I can't believe how, however many days passed it now and it's still getting brought up in fucking newspaper columns and everything else. But it's, it, I just try and ignore it at this point because there's no point in getting wound up about it. Um, for me, I thought it was a penalty as well. But as I said earlier, it doesn't even come down to the way that we see football comes into the rules and at the moment that's the way the rules interpreted so until such times as that changes then it's always going to be a penalty or it should always be a penalty I should say because we will 
Oh, no doubt. Um, we'll see an occasion soon when it's um, when some team that's playing Celtic and we don't get the penalty for it. But um, aye, it's, I think you see the boys up, his arms are in the air. I mean, even the minute it hits you, you're asking for the ref to make that decision or for VAR to make that decision. But the fallout for it is just basically. It just sums up a lot of the, the people in this country and the media in this country. It's just a fucking shambles at times. But as I say, I just try to ignore it at this point. I can't be bored listening to it. Um, it only wind me up if I do. So, aye, for me, it was a penalty. But again, it's, it comes down to just the rules. The rules state it's a penalty. So that's why it was given. Um, and it should always been given um, until such times as they change. Then that's the way it is. Aye, absolutely. And I think that's the only bit that it did get to I me. Mean, you try and not let it get to you, but it's the response to it just simply because it's been given to Celtic it's that you fucking get referees chiefs coming out you've got uh, pundits talking about decisions in Kilmarnock games apparently something today with Celtic getting a stonewall penalty it's just the deflection and like as, as I say Celtic have come up against some of the worst ones like I mentioned the O'Reilly and uh, Burnley Bay ones that were given against us and then you think about the Michael Smith one on the first day of year that wasn't given for us so I think it was just a ridiculous response, but you know why it is, and you know you come to expect where it's coming from as well. But uh, there's much bigger things to talk about. We will now move on to this weekend's uh, Saturday Glasgow derby. The uh, kickoffs at lunchtime at Celtic Park. Celtic are nine points clear of their rivals. Uh, we have massively superior goal difference. Danny, I know a lot of people's got the semi-final in their mind, given that the tickets went out on sale today, but this is a, a massive game for Celtic. We just spoke about uh, how that's, that Sunday game there was important for Nogin and any sort of light or sort of hope that they might claw us back. But before we think about any sort of Scottish Cup semi-final, we've got to take care of this because not only is it a chance to extinguish that light for them but we could really put one one hand on the trophy and go 12 points clear or if we even avoid defeat we'll be uh, nine points clear with only a number of less than 10 games to go it's, it's really an important game for Celtic. Oh it's huge it's huge and sadly they're, they're all big but you know let Tony say that there you know as much as we've we've won our games they've won theirs as well so it's a run that we can be starting. Um, you know, I think we're the only team they've not beat this season, so let's make sure that stays maintained. Um, it's such a big thing when they won the league earlier about um, going an undefeated season to Celtic. Um, so, considering we ain't we'd done it twice in a row under Rogers, but. Um, so that's important <laughs> for me, for me anyway. Um, and then just to go to our clear and, and put a marker down for the semi-final, like don't give them anything. Tony's right, you give them nothing, and we can on- honestly like make such a difference if we just go out in the front foot and play like play like we did in the cup cup final because they shut themselves that day and Bill shut himself, and I think he'll do the same on. On Saturday, I think they'll they'll park the bus on Saturday and try and frustrate us. Um, and if it works, we'll probably try again in the semi final. So it's a massive game because it's us v them and it's in the league and you know Champions League. You get straight into Champions League, and we're nine points clear, and we can affect it. Really. 
if the league's not done now, if we avoid defeat, it probably will be. But if you can beat them, you, you do extinguish all doubt. And plus, it makes them feel bad about themselves and their team for a while. And Tony's right. You know, they don't need they don't need too much encouragement to to go against their team. So and and, and call everybody losers and want rid of them all. So if we can do that before the semi final, and you've got them, you've got them in the back foot straight away. But um, I'm looking forward looking forward to Saturday. Tony, what's your initial thoughts on it? As Danny said, it's a chance to sort of not only deliver a body blow to the title hopes, but also to really imprint something on them and leave a scar on them as we approach that semi-final at the end of the month. I think, first and foremost, um, we've still got a league to win. Um, you don't want to give them in. If we draw the game or, or win the game, I think, <laughs> I think everybody can accept it's done. If they win... We're still in such a fantastic position where you're essentially seven clear, but you don't want to give them anything. Um, so if you, if you win convincingly, I think it leaves a mark on them for the semi-final. Saying that last year, I thought we won quite convincingly at Ibrox, and then we lost the semi-final after it somehow. So um, I think Big Ange, we're at his press conference on Friday, he'll be saying the usual stuff about one game at a time. But... Um, We've played Bill twice, he's failed to beat us. We we done him quite well in the cup final, I thought. I thought um he made a total arse's team and he came under heavy fire for their fans for it. So I'm assuming he's gonna change it this time. The guy asking and the guy can't well play. And um we need to just go out and prove that even with our new signings we're better than them and we can we can do the business. So um ah, it's it's an exciting game. I think all the pressure's on them. The longer the game goes on, if it's one nil hours or nil nil, they need to win. They'll need to come out at some stage. Um, they always have a spell against us, but I think um, I think we need to be a clinical. And if we go one up, let's go two, let's go three. Like we've done in the past, we are capable of these massive first half performances against them. Uh, we've done it um, twice at Celtic Park in the space of about kind of a year. So if we can do that again, we'll win easy. Um, I think we'll fly at them. We've got all our fans. There's no away fans there. Obviously, that's a, a different story altogether. Um, but nah, it's, it's that kind of way. I feel as I've been saying this about Celtic teams for years. If if we play to our best ability, we'll win the game. And I believe that. I believe we're a better team. Um, I think we've got a lot of winners on our team that have gone there, done it a million times before. And we've got a guy that's a translator that's got more medals than their captain who's been there for about eight years. So stuff like that. I mean... We need to put the pressure on them early and be clinical. Thought in the, the final, um, we passed up a few chances even before we got the first goal. And uh, there was a period just before they scored in the final, and it was 2 0, when they were begging to get put out of their misery. They were begging for us to put a third past them. So I think if, it, if that opportunity presents itself, we, we need to bury them this time because the, the final was a bit kind of edgy for, for 10 minutes or so. But again, when he brought on his subs, oh, a water, I thought, I thought we'd seen it out. So easily it was it was crazy. They created absolutely nothing after their goal, so it was really uh, convincing. Um, but no, I, th- I think this is it. That their kind of team's last dance, if you will, for guys like Ked and Jack and Morelos and Tavernier that have been labelled losers by the whole country for for years. So they they'll obviously want to try and prove something. But um, I think it's just a, another chance for us to go out and show why we're the best team in the country and. And kick on towards breaking more records. We're, we're heading, to, I think, we're five goals off a hundred. 
for the season. We're still on track to possibly gather more points than any other team. So if we can win this game, I think I think it would be a massive statement. Um, going into next season as well, because um, Michael Beale will still be their manager. There's no scenario whereby they sack Michael Beale, I don't think. So I, th- I think Guten lay down a marker and and carry that on into the two league games before before a huge semi-final, which I think uh, everybody can say that, that that's a final, basically. Um, if we avoid defeating Saturday, then the 29th of April is basically a game for a treble. If we win that semi-final, I would be fucking hugely shocked if Falkirk and Inverness were able to beat us in a Scottish Cup final. Aye, absolutely. Uh, Andy, as Tony said, this team's closing in on all sorts of records of Five goals away for a hundred uh, in the league, and potentially on course to finish the league with 109 points, which would be absolutely incredible. Obviously, still a wee bit to go before we uh, get close to that. But how do you expect us to approach Saturday? And do you agree that you think it could have a sort of impact on their hopes for the, not only for the semi-final but also for next season? Given that uh, you'd like to think it would guarantee us Champions League money uh, next season as well. Hundred um, percent. As has been mentioned, it's effectively obviously it's not mathematically done, but effectively puts sort to bed the the league. Because um, once it goes to twelve points, with a slight amount of games left, there's really even the most optimistic would struggle to sort of convince themselves that they claw that back um, without us blowing up, which, which don't really see happening. Um, but like you see, you've obviously got the Champions League money that that guarantees, and it's it's the mental advantage as well. But if you do go and so you don't lose to them all season, and then again you've got the semi final to look to. And if you're gone and sort of putting them at the sword again, it, it really all does come together and just breeds confidence. Um, and big results is, is what does that. Um, so, but I think we'll, we'll approach the game the same way we approach every single game. Is we'll, we'll go out, we'll play your game, we'll go at them. Um, I do agree with Tony. I think they're going to sit in a bit and try and frustrate us and really hit us in the counter, which obviously they've done enough. They have attempted enough times in the past, but I think they'll, they'll really will just try and frustrate for long periods of the game, um, play for breaks and sort of get get free kicks high, wide, and just try and put the ball in the box. They're going to play that sort of way. Um, I don't see any scenario where they come and try and go toe-to-toes because they know how, you know how that's going to end. Um, so I, it's made about us just remaining calm and, as I say, playing our game. Um, and I do agree. I think the subs are just as important as the starting 11, but I think your team knows that. I think we're at a good place with them. and um for the, for the most part, obviously there's a lot of, a lot of rumours about one or two players, but I think for the most part that you can see that through the team and you can see that with the impact a lot of your substitutes make um, through any game really. But I I think it's there's a lot riding in games last week. We have, we spoke about it before. Obviously you got the, the Bragan reach the three points, but there's everything else that it means, um, as you mentioned. Look, um in terms of the league, where the league ends up, and again, I had a semi-final. It's, it, it really would be something to go out and beat them once again. So, aye, massively important. But I think we'll we, we'll play how we always play. Um, that's not going to change whether it was fucking Rangers or Real Madrid. So, aye, it will be predictable if you like how we set about the game, and, and so it should be. Um, they, they need to try and stop us, no the other way about. Yep, definitely, and I I think. 
can sort of echo what you're saying. I think that it's there's no way that Angie's going to have any sort of thoughts on uh, that semi-final. She's obviously at this game, and then you've got Kilmarnock and Motherwell before that as well. And it's it's just about getting the league wrapped up. But only if we win this game, we'll be so close to it. And it's just even progress from last season. You think about when we won at Ibrox last season on the third derby of the season in the league. It was six clear, and uh, we were just delighted to be that clear. So for the chance a year later to go 12 clear at this stage, and I know both teams have got better records uh, this season as well. It just shows the continued growth in this team. And I think that uh, you, you've called it spot on there. It doesn't matter if it's Real Madrid, Ray Rovers or Rangers. We're going to set up the same way we do. and look to just go out and blitz them and get a bit of luck, we'll get that day five goals that will see us uh, hit 100 for this season in the league but it's one of the games like, especially with a 100% home crowd, I think I think they will just set up to frustrate the crowd, they'll just play and they'll just possibly leave one or two up and uh, hope to catch us on the counter as you say, but I think Celtic will just we just keep doing, we're used to that at home with teams setting up with banks of five and five in midfield and just sort of try to crowd us out and be able to two goals at Ange and on possibly one of our poorer performances this season at Ibrooks we still managed to score twice and avoid defeat that day and then we very much made amends in the cup final when it finished 2-1 but I don't think anybody could dispute that we were far and away the better team that day uh, Danny I'll bring you in how would you line up for Saturday with obviously a few injury concerns obviously Greg Taylor Went off at the weekend. Uh, Rio Hattati and Aaron Moy missed the weekend as well. And uh, I know in good news, Dyson Maida returned, but it's it's not as clear cut as it was a few weeks ago about how we're going to line up on Saturday. How would how would you go about it? No, you're right. I think we need to. It's hard to comment really until we've we've had um, any word about Maida. Uh, sorry, Hattati and. Moy, because um, they two would probably, you know, first choice picks for us over the last couple of months and was instrumental in the semi final, uh, the cup final. So you would hope that both of them would make it. I, if one of them doesn't make it, I'd be inclined to start O and play Kyogo in behind them um, and just go for it. Let O batter them about and let Kyogo get the space that that'll bring. Um, but Ange probably will need to play O'Reilly. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like her I'm a bit like Tony, I'm a big fan of Matt really, but I think ever since the game at Ibrox, so two each game, I thought he played within himself that day and he, he wasn't as assertive as usual because he usually tries things and stuff and he still tries to kill a pass often, but I don't know, I just think it's been it's been uh, no there for him in the last couple of months and I thought he was really poor on Saturday, Sunday and I hate singling players out like that, but I thought he was really bad on Sunday. And he just, and it, he was unlucky because they went Kyogo and Kyogo missed that sitter. It was a great pass for Riley to put, I think it was Jota away, so, um, or Maeda, sorry, but I was kind of sorry that I didn't think because he kind of deserved it, but ugh, he'll probably start. Um, Taylor's the only other kind of doubt, I'd imagine, but I'd have no problem playing Burnley, but I know some folk don't really fancy it. And, but I don't have no problem. I think the more players that are going to fly forward at this, that this team, the better. Because I disagree with Tony. I don't think he'll play Rask. And I, I think Beal will go 5-3-2. I think he'll bring Suter in and play him next to Goldson and Davis with their two full-backs acting as wing-backs. 
And I think you'll go Tillman, Cantwell and Jack in the middle and he'll play Kent up front with Morelos. And it'll essentially be sat in and when they get the ball break and fly forward and hopefully, hopefully, um, and I think, I, I think that's what he'll do because he got overran the semi-final. I'd love to see him play Tillman in a free again in midfield because that's, Tillman shit his cell every time he's come up against us and they've been using excuses for him and, and whatever but he was shit in the full nothing game. He spent the last 20 minutes he was on the park in the full nothing game trying to get sent off. He got booked and then he spent the next 20 minutes trying to kick people. Um, he couldn't get close to a Celtic player after that. And then he was pushing the two each game. He was shit in the cup final. So they'll probably be looking, but if he plays him in a free again, I think we could get on him. And hopefully he does and we can we can play we can just play our stuff. It's it's a Celtic part, we've got all the fans. It's got to be like that game in February last year where we just fly out of traps. We've got to just go right at them. It's that's just how it's got to be. And that's why I'd be inclined to see Owen Kyogo play. But Andrew's got his system and he's got his way of playing and he'll probably just bring in O'Reilly or maybe Turnbull. Because um, Tumble's been effective, he scored against them this season as well. So it's nice to have options, but that's how I think. And I'd be surprised if they line up. I mean, they might bring in Raskin, but to me, they need something to turn up to the semi final first. So if we beat them on Saturday and Raskin doesn't play, you'll hear them just say, oh, you know, we need to play Raskin in the semi final. They, they, they've always got a comfort blanket to look on. So um, I just, I just kind of see. Can I see Bill doing anything other than sitting in and hoping not to take a four nothing or something? Um, but you never know, he might spring a surprise. But to me, I think that's what it'll do, and it's up to us. It, Saturday's going to be up to us to break them down. I don't think I've got any doubt about that. It's got to be up to us to beat them. I definitely, I think that's quite a, would be quite a swerve if uh, he did go with the two strikers in terms of Kyogo and O. I think it'd be. Interesting to see. I get where you're coming from in terms of trying to blitz teams. I think coming out and blowing teams away in the first half has been a real consistent theme of this team uh, this season, especially. I think there's only a few games in the league where we haven't scored in the first half. It's, it is it is really about the midfield and where I, I thought I was quite impressive on Sunday, but where I sort of not had an issue with it, but I had a slight concern. and. I've not really seen many people talking about it, so I don't know if it was just me. Uh, but I, I wasn't like for years under Rogers and uh, Lennon. I'd say it's about taking the shackles off McGregor and pushing him out fall bit further forward. But I think he's just so pivotal in that sort of almost quarterback role where he he's the one that takes the ball from the defence and then uh, sort of shows things up as well. I think Iwata will be a, a massive asset for Celtic, but. On Saturday, I'd be more comfortable with McGregor in that position, and I think that's probably going to be dependent on uh, either Hattie or and and or uh, Aaron Moy being back. I know I think Ange spoke about both of them possibly being ready for this uh, weekend, and I think with Moy especially, it was uh, he would have been fit for Sunday, but he didn't want to send them up. Uh, four hours on a bus just because I think it was a back issue that Aaron Moy had been suffering so that would I'd, I'd like to see one of them back just I know really, early in the season I was quite critical of Riley and I know a lot of people were again at the weekend but 
think, to think back to that phone hill game and he was really impressive and he could get two assists that day. It wasn't at his best at Ibrox. Uh, so I don't know. If he if, if really there, I'm not overly concerned, but I'm not overly bothered if he'd know. I think if Atai and Moyer there is the midfield free picks itself, I think that as much as I wouldn't be against Kyogo no starting, I think it will be just simple as Kyogo Jota and Dyson Maeda. And I think Greg Taylor will be back. I know he went off early in that game in uh, January as well, so hopefully that doesn't happen again. But for me, Burnaby comes on that day in January. I think the game's completely different. I think, as Tony mentioned earlier, I think Juranovic was just hopeless that day and really disjointed the team on that left-hand side. But Andy, how would you go about lining it up? Danny threw a bit of a swerve ball in there with Kyogo and O both starting. I know I even seen some people were that impressed with O on Sunday that they thought that he could be in with a shout and possibly uh, be... I know Kyogo's produced the goods in the last few games against Rangers, but they feel that O could do the damage to them as well. Uh, I think... I don't see it happening. Obviously, Kyogo's been scoring a lot of goals recently, but I, and I, I'm a big fan of O as well. I think he'll, he'll come to be a really important player for us, but I think that it would be more likely if we weren't sort of unsure about a couple of players, because I mean, there is a chance where you've not got Moy back or Hitati back or you're missing Taylor, do you know what I mean? And you're slowly but surely 3 4, um, then you'd be looking at five people who you, who you would consider sort of recent first team or starters um, missing and I don't see as changing too many so I think given the sort of the injury situation at the minute and, um, it would be unlikely for that to happen um, but then again you never know I suppose um, but and t- the lineups a difficult one I think mainly because you don't know you just don't obviously know the sort of state that people are in um, as we mentioned we have Hitati and Moy and I know as you said with the back issue that he could have travelled up but um, you don't know if he's sort of ready to go in for the start or if he would have travelled up and sort of came off the bench you, you just don't know how ready they are um, so it's, it's obviously difficult but I mean in an ideal world yeah, we would have sort of especially I mean midfield back um, Ideal world, I'd want to see sort of fully fit Hitati, Moy, and McGregor in there. Um, although, if, if that can't be and um, it's too risky, then I, I'd, I'd be fine with a lot of playing in there. Um, if that then allowed sort of McGregor next, obviously next time with somebody else, but I agree him the way O'Reilly's been recently, and I, again, a player I like, but I don't think he's been great, and we can't really afford any passengers. Um, in the middle of the park against them, especially when they're, and we all obviously how we expect them to set up, we sitting in and, and making things difficult and try to hit us in the break. I, I just don't think we could afford a passenger in there. Um, which going off his recent recent performances, he probably would be, but again, he does have it in his locker. He, he turn up and come back on form. Um, again, I I go I agree with what Danny said. I'm no, I want Taylor to be fit. I think Taylor's um really important to how we play but if he's no then I'm no sort of hitting any panic stations or freaking out about it I think there is qualities that Burnaby has um, obviously he's got a lot to learn as well he's still young um, but I think there's a lot of qualities that he does bring to the team so I wouldn't be sort of hitting any panic buttons or anything like that if it was him who, who starts at left back um, 
but I, I don't see any situation then where our team changes that much. As I said earlier, look, we are predictable, um, but that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. Um, we're predictable in the sense that it's really down to whoever we're playing to stop us playing our game, and I think that that comes from not even just the way we go about our business, but the way we set up and, and the players that will start and the players that will play. Um, we're very much if you're in form and if you're playing well and if the team are playing well, you'll stay in the team. Um, and then you, like I see, you you might get your chance if there is an injury here or there, um, which you're sort of seeing now where we're starting the other day and things like that. But I think that stretches straight to the to the team. So I think it will be as as close as possible to to fully fit sort of starting eleven of recent weeks. Um, that that will go. I don't think there'll be any massive surprises. Um, but. So whatever happens, I'm just at a place and I've spoken about it before, but I'm just so confident in the team and the players and this right down to the substitutes. I think we're so strong over the place. Um, so whoever starts, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously I'm buying them to be able to see us early. Yep, definitely. As you say, the squad, when people have come in, they've stood up and been counted, but I think a lot of people will be a lot more assured if we they turn up with at least one of Hattie and Moy. Uh, on Saturday, but we will don't want to drag us on too long. So we're already midway through the week, and this game will be here before we know it. Tony's unfortunately dropped off, but he's left his week's prediction. He has went for Celtic three, Rangers one. He says that Kyogo will get a double, and then O will come off the bench to finish the job and make it three one to Celtic. Uh, I'll go next. I actually think we will make that fantastic one hundred goal. Uh, we'll reach that landmark on Saturday. I think we'll win the game 5-1. I think that Kyogo's going to get a hat-trick and then I think Owen Haxabanovich will come off the bench to add the finishing touches and put us on course for two in a row. Uh, Danny, what's your prediction? Um, I'm going to say 3 nothing. Um I think we'll kind of similar to the cup final. I think we'll come out. We'll settle better. We'll go at them. Uh, I think Kyogo will score. And at least one. Um, and I think Maeda will score again. And then we'll all come off the bench to, to finish it off in the second half. And we'll be nine points, uh, sorry, 12 points clear, effectively 13 with the goal difference by Saturday night. And a happy Easter to all. Just before I let you, let you go, Danny, there's one thing we used to do in the early days of these derby games, but I think it's quite prevalent after the last few. We've got, we've got the Rangers women's manager or coach who attacked Fran, Fran Alonso, stuck, stuck heeding him, and then we had the B team disgrace themselves by getting three red cards when they were playing the Celtic B team last week. So which member of the Rangers uh, playing ah. staff or backroom <laughs> staff has got to disgrace themselves and end up on the pitch? Did you see? Did you see? Did you see the guy at the day in the first garden? I didn't know. Spiel's assistant, Damien Matthews or something. I don't. I'm just him. It's, I knew you were going to ask that. I thought he's going to be him. It'll, it'll probably be after the first goal. He, you'll just see him. It'll be like one of the ones where he, he's getting led away, and then you see him walk up, and he'll probably call John Kennedy a Fenian B or something like that, and. Uh, because Kennedy seems to be the one that attracts, <laughs> attracts the hatred of them. So, um, him and then uh, 
feels far too dignified to give himself set off at Celtic Park. So I'll go for that, Damien. Now every second there was. My, I don't know, that's how much I know Mark is. I don't even know who he is. So I can pick him out, but hopefully he is. I know it was a great picture uh, back in the Rogers days when you've got David Weir Reserves in there. When, uh, I think it was under one of the games, I think it might have been a 5-1 actually. And if you you can see in the background, the Celtic bench, it's Tom Roggett's just pissing himself because Weir's getting sent to the stand, I think it is. So hopefully somebody else in blue disgraces himself. Mind mm-hmm. we were talking about that the night before the 5-1 game. I don't know if it be great if David Weir gets sent to the stand. <laughs> Mr Dignity, Mr Standards, and I disgraced himself. That was that was a great day, man. But, uh, Andy, what about you? What's your prediction? You can add someday to disgrace themselves as well if you can think anybody that's up to the task. Fuck the entire team will disgrace themselves. Um, I'm going to go 3 0. Um, I think it will be. Let me decide who's going to score. I'm going to say Maeda, Kyogo, and then Aksabranovic gets one off the bench. Um, and the disgrace themselves sweepstake, let me think. So it'll be no, it'll be it'll be some fucking diddy who sits on their bench and doesn't get off the bench during the game. That'll be one of them. So I don't know, maybe fucking Rabbi Matondo or something. Some somebody's gonna get just pipe up and get caught up in it, and then as you say, they'll be they'll be sent away down the tunnel for an early one. Um, so somebody like that. That would be good. I've seen, I've seen a few of them seem to think that Todd Cantwell's a bit of a hard man as well, so I'd quite like to see him square up to someday, but I think I'll just throw in mine. I think, oh, I don't know, I think Alan McGregor might actually attack a ball boy. I think he'll get wound up that much that he'll he'll just, he knows he's retiring in summer and he'll just, he'll have enough at 5-0 five, five down and just go for it. Alan McGregor? No, Alan, well, Alan McGregor's hopefully not Oh, I, I said that, Alan. Sorry. No, I think if we're talking about a player, then the subkeeper's got it. Whoever the subkeeper is, they always end up saying something daft. Then you see them trudging away with their gloves in their hands. See, when they beat us under Gerard, that was the worst thing. Seeing that at Andy Furfer, whatever his name was, who played like zero minutes, just fucking lording it. But it's beside the point. I guess as well, though, right? The refereeing Saturday. He, every time he's refed us against them, they've beat us. But yeah, apparently he cheats for us. I was going to say, he can't can call him Kevin Clancy. He's officially referred to as Celtic fan Kevin Clancy. Or father Clancy. <laughs> Which is funny because at my old chapel back home, the, the priest was called Clancy. So, uh, and he knew the look of his refereeing games in the Scottish Premier League. Um, no, but I think... I, I'll be. I, I'll tell you. I'll be shocked if they keep ten men on the park on Saturday. If if we play, if we if we beat them the way because they were too soft under Geo, um, whereas Bills are a right horrible bastard. So I could picture him like pleading with them to take a body if they're getting hammered, just so they so they've got something to look forward to in the highlights. That's that. They've got to add it to the compilation, but. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully discussing a massive victory for Celtic. Uh, you know the deal with these, the, the likelihood is that the bigger the win, the quicker we'll be back. Or it could work vice versa, because hopefully we're out all weekend. But uh, keep an eye out for our reaction pod that will be out probably Monday. 
uh, when we're hopefully discussing Celtic being 12 points clear and looking ahead to the next league game. But if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening and enjoy your weekend. Cheers. dust coming from still finding debris after vacuuming ufi x10 pro omni robot vacuum has 8000 pa of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets and it's totally hands-free want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars